yeah, I heard this quote recently and I know I've heard it before, but like whenever I heard it this week or maybe it was last week, um, it really just hit, uh, pretty hard, pretty deep. And, um, and it's Maya Angelou quote. Um, and, uh, she says, I'm like, I actually have it over here. So I don't like butcher it as I normally do with quotes. Um, so, uh, she said, if you are always trying to be normal, you will never know how amazing you can be. Welcome to the Light and Dark Photography Podcast, where you can build your business, grow your community, and have fun doing it. I am your host, John Mansfield. Every week, we bring you real conversations with photographers and entrepreneurs to discover ways that you can take your business to the next level and serve your clients well. We record these live in our Facebook community so you can be part of the conversation. So grab a cup of coffee or a glass of whiskey and get ready for today's episode. Today's episode was recorded during a live group coaching call in our Facebook group. Um, Every Friday, I'm jumping in there with you to answer any questions that you have about business, about life, um, about business life uh, balance, whatever it is. Um, You can, uh, so a a fun part about this is you can also join me on a Zoom call um, and have like a one-on-one conversation or a group chat if there are multiple of us in there. Um, but it is a way that you can either, um, type out a comment and have a conversation with me, um, or have that one-on-one chat, uh, over zoom. And it is in our Facebook group every Friday, 2 PM central standard time or daylight time, depending on what time of year. And I honestly have no idea what time of year it is currently, but it's central time, uh, wherever that is. Um, so in this grouping, in this group coaching call, um, we covered topics of comparison, um, being authentic to yourself, um, and how to attract the right clients. So, uh, let's get into it. So, so what's been kind of in, in my head recently, um, is this quote that I heard. Yeah. I heard this quote recently and I know I've heard it before, but like whenever I heard it this week, or maybe it was last week, um, it really just hit, uh, pretty hard, pretty deep. And, um, and it's Maya Angelou quote. Um, and, uh, she says, I'm like, I actually have it over here. So I don't like butcher it as I normally do with quotes. Um, said, uh, she said, If you are always trying to be normal, you will never know how amazing you can be. And that hit me pretty deep um, because just like going like back to my childhood, I, I was definitely, um, I mean, I kind of like started off unique. I think like most children, you know, I was like weird and curious and I would go do all these uh, different things and, and weird stuff um, like most kids do. And um, at, a, at a certain point, I, I kind of traded in that uniqueness um, to just be generic uh, because my value was in 
people's acceptance of me. That's where I put my value. I wanted people to accept me. I wanted people to like me. Um, and some people didn't accept me for who I was, uh, the uniqueness of me, of child John. And, um, and I was like, no, I want everyone to accept me. So I'm going to be super generic. So I don't ruffle any feathers and I don't, I'm not like this weirdo guy. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, I remember I used to collect things. Like I collected normal things like as a kid, like coins or rocks and stuff. Um, but, uh, Instagram is, is not, is not liking live video recently. I had issues last week too, trying to go live over there. Uh, so we're just going to stick with Facebook. Um, but yeah, I, like I collected regular stuff like coins, uh, still have my coin collection and my grandmother started me on that, um, and some rocks and stuff like that. But I also collected like bottle caps, uh, and toilet paper rolls, but not like full on, uh, toilet paper, but like the, the little part in the middle that the toilet paper is like glued to. Um, I collected those for some reason. And at one point I had like four of those giant black trash bags that you put like leaves and guard trimmings into. And, uh, I had four of those just in my closet as like a six-year-old and I would build forts and stuff and knock them down. And it was fun. But, uh, but yeah, I, I got made fun of for collecting those and for collecting bottle caps, um, which I didn't collect like the old school, like glass bottle, bottle caps that you like pop off and everything that looked nice that some people collect. I collected like the plastic ones um, from from like a Coke from the nineties, like the, the plastic bottle, the, the same kind of thing that they still make. Um, except back then I had a lot of them that said, uh, please try again. Um, or you're not a winner or whatever they said. Do you remember, do you remember those, um, like one in every 20 bottle caps, like you won a free Coke or something. And then, um, I would do, I would do the, uh, uh, what do you, you kind of like cheat? Did you cheat um, for, for uh, Cheryl, Roy, anyone else who's watching live right now? Did y'all ever get those and like cheat a little bit where you like hold the bottle in a certain angle um, to see what the bottle cap said? And, uh, and then if you saw like a certain letter, you knew, oh, okay, well then I did not win. Um, so I'm going to put this one back before I buy it and get one that says free 20 ounce Coke. Um, Cause I, I definitely did that. And uh, yeah. Roy, no, I won every time though, somehow. Well, that's just really good luck. <laughs> I, uh, I, yeah. I also won every single time, but that was because I was cheating. Um, but you know, if they're going to make it to where you can cheat, you might as well. Right. Um, yeah, Cheryl, garbage bags, uh, do sound a little bit strange. They do. It's probably whenever I had my friends over and they saw garbage bags full of toilet paper rolls. Yeah. It was a little bit strange. Uh, <laughs> but, but yeah, like I collected weird things. Um, or I guess not that weird, but I, I collected stuff. I was a weird kid. Um, I was, I liked different things that most people didn't, I guess. Um, 
but I remember, you know, being made fun of for different things. And, uh, and then at some point I just got to a place where I was like, you know what, I'm going to trade in my uniqueness to just be accepted, um, to just do whatever. And I kind of watered down my personality, uh, so that most people would accept me because I wanted the most amount of people to accept me. So I just watered myself down and, um, and, and I I also kind of made myself like a chameleon where anytime that I was around new group, I would just, uh, I would just do whatever they did, or I was, I was, into whatever they were into, uh, especially with music. And I was like, you know, Oh yeah, I love the Eagles. Um, and, but then I really didn't. And then the next group, I'm just like, Oh yeah. Point of grace. Awesome. I saw them when I was like nine, which I did. Um, but I didn't really like point of grace. We were just there. And, uh, or like, and, you know, then, then, then into the next group of friends, like, Oh, system of a down. Yeah, absolutely. Love system of a down you know, the whole wake up, grab brush and put a little makeup. I, I actually did like system of down, but like, I would just chameleon my way, um, with whatever group I was in. And, um, and I never really knew what I truly liked because I was just going after, um, what everyone else did. And I was just like, okay, you like this? Yeah, cool. I do too. Please like me. Um, but, um, but because of that, I, I, it, that quote kind of hit me in, you know, if you try to be normal, which I was trying to be normal, um, you will never know, uh, what was it? You will never, never know how amazing you can be. Um, and it really wasn't until like my probably mid twenties or so that I really realized, oh, I'm just like still doing stuff for people's acceptance. And I'm not sharing like the weird things that I like, um, in, in like worrying that other people wouldn't accept me. And I think that as business owners, we still do that, or we can do that as well, where we want to be accepted by everyone. Cause you're like, if everyone accepts me, that's great because then I can sell to everyone and everyone will buy from me and then I will be rich. Um, you kind of look at Walmart, uh, Walmart's like a, in everything for anyone type business, um, which they are very successful. However, they're more of a commodity. Um, and as photographers, as a lot of creative entrepreneurs, we are not commodities. We are luxury. We are something special. Um, so we don't want to be the cheap spot in town. Um, it like Walmart. I'm just going to use Walmart. Uh, like if you want to get groceries, cool. You can get groceries there. You can buy some produce. Um, if you need new tires, you can have new tires put on while you're getting your groceries. Uh, if you need a new flat screen, you can go get a new flat screen TV in the back. They got like 80 inches back there now. And you know, you can get whatever you need. I, I think that's their tagline is like your one-stop shop or something. Um, I don't know. I haven't seen commercials in a while, but, um, but like that, that's what they advertise. I mean, they advertise on like rolling back prices. It's like the, <laughs> their advertisements are, we are super cheap. You should come here 
and get your stuff for super cheap. Um, and that's not how we should be doing it. Um, that is not good marketing for us for sure, because one, you don't want that kind of volume. That kind of volume will burn you out. If you're like, I'm the cheapest in town, I will do family photos for like 25 bucks for an hour. Just come. I just need business. Um, sure. There are seasons of life that maybe, maybe you need that. Or if you're like, Hey, rent is due in a week and I need some money. So I'm going to offer some super discounted rates for anyone who books with me in the next week so I can pay rent. But overall, like you don't want to be the low, uh, the, the, the rollback prices in your area, um, because you will burn out and, you're not going to attract people who actually value what you're giving. Hey y'all quick break to talk to you about one of the tools that has completely changed my business for the better. And that is my CRM Tave. Tave is the most customizable studio management system for photographers. They have everything under one roof um, from embedded contact forms that auto generate into new leads to income reports, lead source reports, profit and loss statements, very detailed revenue breakdowns, anything that you want to keep up with your numbers they've got reports for it. They have built-in contract templates, questionnaires for your clients, easy invoicing and quotes. It is so much. Um, They also, like my favorite part, they have these auto-populated tokens. So in emails, you can put client's first name or ceremony address or even specifics down to like maid of honors, Instagram handle, and it'll auto-populate it so you don't have to figure out which spelling of Caitlin is correct for this bride. So go to lightdarkco.com slash Tave, and that's T-A-V-E, to double your 30-day trial to make it a 60-day trial. And you'd think maybe Tave is like 60 bucks a month or something from all those customizations. No, you can pay as little as 22 bucks a month, which is a lot less than a lot of other CRMs that I've used in the past that didn't do half of this stuff. So again, lightdarkco.com slash Tave, T-A-V-E. Check out Tave and let the power of customization grow your business. Yeah, Cheryl. Okay, let me see. Um, Cheryl uh, says, uh, I tend to compare myself to other photographers. It's maddening. I think I want to be like them, but I know I need to find me. Cheryl? Yes, a hundred percent. Um, you know, I, I did the same thing. Uh, I still do it sometimes too. Um, and I try to, like, I've, I've specifically built like this mental roadblock that if I notice myself trying to, or starting to compare myself to other photographers, um, then I'm like, Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. I'm not gonna, not gonna do this. I see what road I'm going down right now. Um, and, and really, uh, what so someone who who says has a, a whole deal about this um, that I think is very beneficial is uh, Jason Vinson. We kind of talked about it a little bit in the podcast episode he was on. I'll pull that up as I'm chatting to see what episode number that was. Uh, 
but Jason Vincent has uh, this idea. I don't know if it's something that he came up with, but he is the first one that I heard uh, talk about it. And that was to kind of help you from comparing yourselves to other people um, and trying to imitate them. Episode 52, by the way, uh, if you want to go listen to that, uh, Jason Vincent, awesome guy, awesome photographer. And, um, and he, he talked about how he would look at different photographers instead of trying to um, just replicate everything that they were doing and just be a little like mini me clone of, you know, this photographer, he would look at what is it that I really like about this photographer? What, like what inspires me from them? Is it the, the emotion that they're capturing in the photos? Is it the actual like editing? Is it the, uh, the scenery or maybe the lens choices that they use? Like I, I really love, um, Lanny and Erica man, two man studios, and they use like 15, uh, or, uh, 35 millimeter and like a 16 millimeter, a ton, uh, which is very wide. And, and I just love the look, especially for like landscape, landscape photography, um, is, uh, that 16 millimeter. So that's one of the things that I like from them that I want to incorporate into my style. And that kind of helps to where you're not looking at like one photographer and just like, oh man, I want to be them. I want to do everything that they're doing. Roy. Yeah. You're saying that you do that too. Uh, yeah. With, with Jason specifically. Yes. Jason is one of my five also. Um, but yeah, like you can look at different people and, and just see what it is about their photography that you like, and just be like super analytic about it, pick it apart, reverse engineer. Is it, is it the couples? Like, do the couples feel like super happy? Is that what I'm wanting to do? Or is it the landscape? Are they shooting in Hawaii? And I just really want to shoot in Hawaii. And that's why I'm trying to like emulate their photography as my own. Um, and that has been super helpful for me. It's also like, it keeps you from trying to do exactly hundred percent what they're doing, but taking the, the best parts for you, the things that you value in their photography, um, and then do that. Like, um, Tony Christine, another one for me. Um, she is an amazing photographer up in the Seattle area. And I like her editing style. It's a little bit different than mine. I like her uh, photos. And, but like the thing that I really take from her is the client experience, um, which if you have heard her talk in, um, you know, different conferences or anything, or if you've bought any of her courses, um, then like, you know, she is all about client experience, serving your clients. And that is what I take from her. And, um, I want to serve my clients well, and I want to be like way over deliver on everything and just give them as much as I can. Um, so that they're looking at like, oh yeah, we paid like these thousands of dollars for, wedding photography, but we got so much more value because he went above and beyond. Um, so Cheryl, I would just say like, try to, try to do that. If, if there's one photographer in particular that you're comparing yourself to, um, 
try and look and see what it is about their photography or about their business structure that you really like. Um, and then go from there. I don't know. I know that I touched on this in an episode somewhat recently. Awesome couples, two model-like um, locations and the style look. Love all of that. But I like more classic and timeless, but bright and vibrant. Um, yeah, that's great. And that's really good, like, seeing that. Just a minute. What did you find? A pink smoothie. A pink smoothie? On my, under my bed. You found it under your bed? Yes. That's great. Can you go put it back with the other magnets? Sure. Cool. Thank you. I will have a good working day. Have a good playing day. <laughs> Bye. Have a good bubble day. I will have a good bubble day. <laughs> um, but yeah, like uh, Cheryl, that's that's really good to like see that that you gravitate more toward that classic and timeless look. Um, which I also love classic and timeless. Like I don't want any of my photos to be, to feel dated. Um, I don't want to follow trends and stuff with, uh, with all that, um, editing and shooting and those kind of things. Um, yeah, yeah, that was, that was my daughter. She is three, uh, almost three and a half and, uh, yeah, just bringing in some stuff working from home. This is fun. Um, but yeah, it's, um, it's, it's an easy thing to, to look at, at other people and compare. Um, oh, I know where I talked about this before. Um, episode 74, um, how continued growth led to a hundred thousand dollars. That is where I talked about how, um, how I compared myself to others and I saw other people who had been in the industry for as long as I had, or half the time that I had, and they were already at six figures, or they were already like, you know, having, uh, getting invited to speak at conferences and stuff like that. Or they were flying all over the place and they had photographed in 20 different countries. And I was like, I've photographed in two. Um, but I was comparing myself to other people. And, um, when we compare, we steal the joy of growth from ourselves. And the only person you should be comparing yourself to is your past self and looking at 2019 Cheryl, where was 2019 Cheryl? And, and comparing yourself to that and being like, wow, look at how much I've grown in two years. Last year's crazy. So I didn't include that, but, um, but like, look at where you've gone in the past two years and sometimes that may be backwards a little bit. I know between 2016 and 2017, 2016 was great. 2017 was a terrible year. And, um, like we, I went down probably 25% in revenue and my bookings were like smaller weddings. And, and I just kind of like lost it. I was also hitting a burnout wall at that point. Um, but like, that's who we need to compare ourselves to is our past selves and not someone else. Cause someone else is on a completely different path. They have a completely different set of goals. Maybe they have a completely different, uh, lifestyle. And, you know, I was comparing myself a while back, uh, to another photographer who like, she was like 19 and no kids 
uh, no spouse, just off traveling, doing all these destination weddings, all these things that I really, really wanted to do. And I was here with a wife, two kids. Um, you know, my wife had a job and like she was going into work. So I was, I was with the kids for half the day and then working and, um, and we were in completely different life stages, completely different paths, but I was comparing myself to her success and just being like, oh man, I should be out there going to Ireland for that wedding. I should be in Iceland um, in July because that would be amazing. But, um, but whenever I was looking at myself, my past self, comparing myself to my past self, that's when I really started to grow more. And I had that uh, confidence from seeing where I was before and where I'm growing to. Yeah, I think, I hope that's, that's helpful. Um, I know that that comparison is, is rough. There's a lot of comparison out there, especially with social media, because we're seeing everyone's highlight reel. Um, and that's what we're sharing. Like as photographers, we're sharing our best work. We're not sharing the photos that are just like, these are fine. Uh, we're not putting those on social media. So even other people, there's probably someone else who is looking at your photos, Cheryl, and saying like, oh man, I wish I had the opportunities that she had. And I wish I was there. Okay. Yeah, Cheryl, I try to tell myself it's their highlight reel. It's still hard, but um, I think you're so right. It is hard. It's still hard for me. I see, I see other people sharing stuff and I, especially things that I want. Um, like I, I really love traveling. Um, and I see other people traveling a lot or like I, I wanted to, to grow into a team and have associate photographers for like a couple of years. Um, but it wasn't the right time. And I saw other people growing and having like five or six people. I was like, oh, that's what I want. I want to grow a team. I want to like foster this community of photographers. And now I have a couple, but at the time, like it was really difficult to not compare. Um, so I think we can still, we can still compare. It's just what we do with that comparison. If it's um, we have to like realistically compare and also know that they're on a different path and that they have a completely different life that, you know, either uh, opportunities and privileges that has have allowed them to do certain things um, like that 19 year old photographer I was talking about. She was living at home with her parents and not having to pay for any utilities or anything. And I was like, well, yeah, if I didn't have uh, any like family under me, you know, spouse, children, and I didn't have any bills for sure. I could travel all over the place. So, um, yeah, that's, that's, uh, yeah, I think comparison is still an okay thing, but we do have to be a little bit more realistic in in all that. Um, but yeah, thank you for, thank you for asking questions and everything. Um, good. Good. Um, yeah. And, and also like we are all so young. Um, and 
you know, if you're, if you're looking at the grand scheme of thing, things, we are probably not 80 year old photographers. Also, if you're listening to this and you're an 80 year old photographer, that's awesome. Um, and I would love to talk to you, but, um, but yeah, like we have so many years, um, you know, I look at, like, I, I photographed my, my first wedding almost 11 years ago. I really didn't start the business until a little bit over eight years ago, but I really didn't start building my business until maybe three years ago, uh, three, probably four years ago. It's easy to, to even look at our own numbers. And like, for me, I'm like, Oh man, I've been in the business for, uh, for over a decade. Like I should be further along than where I am, but also I really wasn't, actively trying to build my business. I was just content with what was coming in. I had some relationships with, uh, with vendors and they were sending people my way. So it really wasn't working on marketing or, you know, I, I wasn't trying to up-level my client experience in order to, you know, serve them better and, you know, raise my prices and stuff like that. I was just, I was fine. Um, and, and now I'm looking I'm like, okay, that's been like three years of doing that. And I have changed drastically in three years of actually implementing stuff that I learned from conferences and from workshops and from free Facebook groups and podcasts and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, that's, uh, I love it. I love it. I think that's a really important topic um, because I feel like we all compare ourselves to other people. Um, which kind of goes back to what I was saying at the beginning of this with, um, with wanting to be accepted. Like I was comparing myself to other people who were accepted and I saw other friends who were accepted by the friend group and I wanted to be accepted. So I had taken my personality out of everything. Um, and like as business owners, a lot of times we try to be accepted by everyone. And we take our personality out of our business. And when you take your personality, personality out of your work, uh, your work just becomes generic work. Uh, and that's where like the price shoppers come from because they are looking for generic work. Their value that they put on photography is pretty low because they're like, I just want someone to take photos. That's the value that I put on this. I do not have any more. So they are looking for the Walmart of photographers. They're looking for someone who will do this for cheap. And, um, and when you take your personality out of it, then it's generic work, just like every other person who's taken their personality out of their business. And then it's really easy for people to come through and, and just price shop and just be like, okay, what package do you have? Okay, cool. Uh, we'll get back to you. If, or like, oh no, we've already talked to someone who's a thousand dollars cheaper than you. That's crazy that you're charging that much. Um, and that's where the price shoppers come from. Um, when, uh, I mean, one way that you can kind of help that is by showing that you put value on what you do. Um, and, uh, yeah, I don't want to be a Walmart photographer. I don't either. Um, I am with you, Cheryl. Um, although a photo shoot in Walmart might be kind of fun and definitely challenging. Um, I've seen some people do like target photo shoots and, uh, like Hobby Lobby or Michael's or something with like the flowers and stuff. I might, I might 
try a Walmart photo shoot, but I definitely don't want to be the Walmart of photographers. Um, but when you can show that you have a high, you hold a high value on your work, you start to attract people who also hold a high value on what you do. And they see that you also do. Um, cause there, there's people like you can buy a handbag, a purse, whatever at, uh, at Walmart for 15 bucks, but someone who holds a high value and is looking for value in their handbag, they're going to Louis Vuitton or coach or somewhere other places. And they're not going to go check out Walmart because they know Walmart's rolling back those prices and they're not going to have the value. Uh, they're not going to receive the value that they're looking for by shopping at those other places. And so you'll actually start to attract other people who, um, who want to spend more money, who hold a higher value for what you're doing. Um, a couple of ways that you can, um, yeah, they never, they never last. Um, they, uh, yeah, those Walmart, I used to buy my wallets at Walmart and it was like every single year I was buying a new one because, and like all it was doing was going into my pocket and then every now and then taking some cash out to buy whatever stuff. Um, but yeah, they don't, they don't last. Um, which is probably why in high school I made a duct tape wallet and those also didn't last very long. Um, <laughs> I made a lot of those actually sold those to other people, entrepreneur spirit. Exactly. Um, but yeah, a couple of ways that you could do like kind of add that value show that you hold a high value on your work is, um, by adding it to your website, talking about what you do, uh, talking about, like, I, I talk about albums all the time and how I love albums and that they're very important to me and like printing photos is important to me. Um, and seeing photos that I've taken printed is also important to me. And I share that a lot. And at least, Ooh, probably, probably this year, maybe 75, 80% of my couples have ordered albums. They've ordered some wall art, something like that. Um, but, uh, but yeah, they're, they see the value that I hold on it. And then that also matches the value that they hold, or maybe it enlightens them, um, for that value. Um, you can also do that through social media. I'd, I do a lot on social media, sharing that, um, actually doing that today later on this afternoon. Um, but yeah, look, if, and if you don't know like your personalities that you're wanting to uh, kind of intertwine into your business, look around um, at what you want. Um, like those people, like uh, Cheryl, we talked about those, uh, the like the five photographers, um, like the whole, the whole Jason Vincent deal with those five that you are um, admiring. What are the things that you're admiring? What do you want to bring into it? Is it like you want to be fun? You want to be exciting? Or are you wanting to be like more like proper and elegant and editorial? Or is it like outdoorsy photography, like dirty boots, messy hair? You want to do a bunch of elopement type stuff? Or are you more of like ballroom and like hotel weddings and uh, like kind of the, the bigger city stuff? Um, or are you like super hipster? 
or maybe you're like dark and moody and or dark and creepy like I love dark and creepy photos and I have definitely been sharing that a lot more the past couple of years and now I have people booking me to do like Halloween style uh, creepy ghost stuff in a forest I'm like yeah I'm totally down for this um but yeah, incorporate the stuff that makes you, you, and that interests you because it'll make you different. And then, you know, maybe you also like taking photos of ghosts and things and other people are going to be like, Oh, like you, you remember that photographer that, that took pictures of, you know, people dressed up like a ghost. Like we should hire them because they seem fun. I mean, we're not going to dress up like a ghost for our wedding or for our family photos or whatever, but they seem fun and I want someone who's going to be fun around me. Y'all I loved this conversation and I, I loved that it was with you, the listeners. Um, I, that's one of the things that I really love about this podcast is that um, obviously I love it. This is my podcast. I should love it, but, but I love that I get to interact with y'all. I mean, we record all of our episodes live in the Facebook group and I get to see your faces jumping in there. Whenever you like things, whenever you leave comments and say, Hey, I'm watching in from Dallas or I'm over here in Ohio. Like that's, I, I love it. It's, it, it makes a connection with you. And, and I love that instead of me just like talking into the void and seeing myself on a computer screen. Um, but yeah, I love that I got to, to chat with Roy and Cheryl and dive into some great topics. Uh, if you want to join the conversation next time, you can do so in the light and dark photography podcast group on Facebook and just search for the light and dark photography podcast group. It is pretty simple. Um, or you can actually go to lightdarkco.com slash join FB and it'll take you right there. Um, as always, you can find all the things in today's show notes at lightdarkco.com slash podcast slash 80, 80. Um, we're, we're four fifths of the way to a hundred. Had to do some quick math in my brain. All of the ads in today's episode are affiliate partnerships, which means that we get a few dollars whenever you check them out. Um, it's a great way to receive some good deals uh, from our sponsors and also support this podcast. Um, another way to support the podcast is by leaving a review. I love uh, whenever I see new reviews out there. In fact, I'm going to pull up. Oh, no, I don't have that saved over here. I'm going to pull it up over here. Uh, <laughs> um, here we go. I'm going to see if there's any new reviews. We're doing this live right now. Ba -ba. No, but next week you could be that one that leaves a new review and says, Hey, five-star review would be awesome. Uh, just let me know what you're enjoying from the podcast, what you take away from it, um, how it has improved your business. Um, that would mean the world to me. And I will for sure reach out to you and give you a shout out on the podcast. Um, this episode was edited by me, John Mansfield, and our theme song is by the talented John Isaac. You can follow the show on Instagram at lightdarkco, and you can find me at allheartphoto. If you enjoyed today's episode, Take a screenshot, share it in your stories, leave a review. I'd love to connect with you. And until next week, I'll see you in the Facebook group. Bye.